2: Another edition of Parenting Your Challenging Child, uh, the March 2022 edition. I am joined, I'm reasonably certain, by my co-host, one of them, Jennifer. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Dr. Green. How are you?
2: I am good. Um, Anything we want to talk about right from the get-go? Here, we already have a caller. I should mention that this is going to be a somewhat abbreviated version of the program today. It's only going to be a half an hour instead of the usual 45 minutes, so we've got to pack everything into that uh, timeline. Anything you want to start with today, or should we jump straight into calls?
1: Well, we should probably jump in if we've got a short amount of time.
2: Uh, let me remind everybody that if you do want to call in, that number is 347-994-2981, and I believe that you pressed the number 1. We're going to start with our caller from area code 412, an area code that is near and dear to my heart because I was born in that area code. Uh, area code 412, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for, thanks for having me in here. Um, you, you bet. What's on your mind?
0: Uh, mostly your, your groups are uh, sort of plan A, um, so, so I wanted to share my experience with, with your outreach to you do in, in, in groups. I don't know if you do them anywhere else other than Facebook, but I, my experience with them is on Facebook, and they are extremely uh, useful for, for many of the people there. Um, but they are very, very challenging to the people who are looking for more casual kind of group experience. And maybe you guys can suggest a, a, more, a more casual place for us to congregate um, than, than the actual, you know, going through, through the efforts. And, and what where I, where I saw is you might actually have already tried to start that, um, but it's just not very, very, like the people who are chased off the, the B group are chased to another place where it's more sort of informal. Um uh, you know, and yeah, and, and, uh, that, that's what I'm hoping. Um, maybe I need to just go through the group up or you know, in a, in a quiet way, um and maybe just tag posts, uh, you know, the, you can react to each comment or post Maybe I can put in a, a, a sad face or, or something like that for the ones that I feel you know, aren't um aren't really they they just seem like plan A on top of that. There's no real effort to to help that person other than to say do this this way, and and that's okay. I mean, it's 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 expensive in terms of your time and attention to get this thing going on as well. I don't know how it end up. There's a, a financial profit as well, but you know, I, I, I do think there's a place for that. I think there's a place for, for less. Um, every time somebody makes a comment or asks for some more information, being told that's not what we do here, um, you know, uh, it, it, it got me to stop using the group basically. Um, and I don't think I'm alone. I, I think that's uh, a common reaction that that you don't see because you don't you don't see that negative space when you interact online. You only see sort of the positive. Um,
2: a connection. Um, I well, we're lucky that we're lucky that one yeah. of our co-hosts is our director of social media, our social media coordinator. <laughs> Um, and she can probably speak much more directly to your concerns than I can. Um, so uh, this is not me punting. I just, um, <laughs> J- Jennifer is much more familiar with what goes on in the Facebook group than I am. I just know that it can get pretty intense in there and that there are people who feel very strongly about the model in the B team. But uh, I know that we try <laughs> yes, to make it a friendly, safe place for people. But Jen, go ahead. Why don't uh, Why don't you take over here?
1: Okay, sure. Um, and I'm I'm sorry that you feel like people are being chased out. That certainly is not what our intentions are. Um, when I first joined the B team, before I became a parent volunteer and then a moderator and then the administrator in there. I was just a parent who had found the model and was looking for help. That was six years ago when we had maybe a couple thousand people in there. As of right now, we are quickly approaching 80,000 members, and with that large a number of people, we've had to change the structure and the focus of the group a bit. It is a very specific kind of place. It's not just a regular parenting group. Our purpose and goal there is to help people to learn how to use the model, um, to practice Plan B with each other. Unfortunately, and I I hear what you're saying about it being Plan A, um, within the group, we do push hard to keep everything on focus and to stay within the rules that we've set up for the group. When we have a member who's having a hard time with those rules, we do reach out privately you know, we don't want to call anybody out and get into a big discussion within the group because we don't want to end up with a big debate. The group is what the group is. Um, and with that many people, we've had to really filter out the sort of general parenting information, um, on top of which Facebook really cut cracked down on groups that had medical advice being given in them. We had one group that um, we shared a lot of members with that Facebook shut down, no uh, warning, no anything. It was, you're violating our terms, we're shutting you down. Um, So that decision was made really out of necessity to be able to continue to offer that resource. The last thing in the world that we want is Facebook to decide that we're done. Um, So we had to move in that direction. Uh, And I know that it's hard. I know that there are people who would really like to have a more casual kind of, of conversation. And what I have suggested to people is if you're in the group, IF THERE ARE PEOPLE that, you're, THAT YOU CONNECT WITH, YOU KNOW, um, CONNECT WITH THEM OUTSIDE THE GROUP, NOT ABOUT THE GROUP. I HAVE A GROUP OF FRIENDS THAT I'VE MADE IN THE B TEAM THAT I MADE SIX YEARS AGO uh, AND WE FORMED OUR OWN LITTLE DISCUSSION. IT'S NOT PART OF THE B TEAM. IT'S NOT SPONSORED BY LIVES IN THE BALANCE. IT'S JUST A GROUP OF FRIENDS SUPPORTING EACH OTHER. Um, who happen to meet through the group. But as far as the big group goes, with 80,000 members, we really have to keep it on topic. But we are always willing to talk to anybody who's struggling off the pages of the discussion. You know? And we do, we reach out to the people who are having trouble privately.
0: Yeah, so, so I run a group with fifty thousand members, and um, you know I've experienced some of the same things. I do think that you know your your focus on just having that group rather than encouraging it other spaces is, is where I would change. Like for instance, for my group, we had just people posting art, and after a couple of years of them posting this art that wasn't really related to our group, I just created another group. Don't post right art there, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I, I think. It, or your audience is, is, you're missing the part of your audience where they're not so um, invested in trying to get a change that has so much frustration uh, that, you know, I don't know where people like that go. We're, we're really frustrated at home. Our daughter's perfectly fine at, at school. So it's like, man, those people are clearly in a tougher spot than I am. Like, they, their kids just are not thriving anywhere. And uh, that's what, you know, I understand that needs need to help them. I just don't want you to forget that a lot of people just want to have an interaction. And, you know, maybe Facebook isn't the greatest place for the B-Team group or for the group I'm talking about. I don't know which which or what, but I just hope you you consider um, more options than just this. I don't think it really highlights it for everyone particularly well. Um, although I think uh, being a member and participating as prescribed is really valuable. I think the people who are able to to actually be team it and get the response from the community um, are getting a really great response. I just think that, you know, realistically, that's a very small percentage of the the people there. Um, And that's, that's, that's very valuable, but I just want you to look at other ways of connecting with people on a casual level. Um, Hello. Thanks for your help. I appreciate your time. And if you have any questions for me, um, I'll I'll just ping you and, and you can
2: respond if you want. So. Hey, I appreciate you, you calling in. Hey, thanks again. Now, you, Jen. you bet. Jen, we have other Facebook groups. Yes. Whoops, I just cut off Jen. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, it was moving too fast on my screen. Hopefully Jen will call back in. And then I will ask her about whether we have other Facebook groups. I'm sure we do. Um, I do know that it can get really intense um, in the B-team. Uh, Jen, I'm glad sorry you about, called I, that. I,
1: I, I bounced off and bounced back on. Nope.
2: That, that was me. That was me.
1: Um, um, we, we, we have other have, Facebook we groups. We do have right? other groups. Um, yep, we have. They they are fairly they're all fairly specific in their um, in their intentions. We have a group for educators. We have a group for clinicians. We have um, a group which is Plan B for um, in Spanish, which is the B team equipo Bay. Um And we have the Advocators Group, which is run by our Director of Advocacy, Miley Munson, Um, and she focuses in there on legislation and action items and places of concern and giving people ways that they can offer support. We do have another group called Elevate Your Parenting, which is – less formal than the B-team and that may be the answer that he's looking for however there are still guidelines in there that we've had to enforce just because of the nature of you know an online group Uh, what I tell people about the B-team is that it's not a parent support group It's a supportive parent group for learning about CPS.
2: Which may not be what he's looking for. I will say this, I know that you have many, many parents in there whose kids are well-behaved at school and ill-behaved at home. Um, And so that doesn't knock him out of the box in that respect.
1: Um, Not That was us, that was us until it wasn't (laughs) but for many years that was us you know everything at school was great and they couldn't understand what we were saying about what we were facing at home um because he he was at school and doing fine and but it was he was just looking fine he wasn't really doing fine
2: yeah well in the absence (laughs) of any other callers shall shall we turn our attention to emails
1: Certainly, if if I could, before we do that, I just wanted to very quickly say a thank you to um, Massachusetts Representative Ayanna Presley and to, I believe he's New York Representative Jamal, and I have to look back to see what his last name is because it's flown out of my head, Bowman, Jamal Bowman, who is a representative from New York who signed on as co-sponsors for the Keeping All Students Safe Act this week.
2: So shout out to Outstanding. Outstanding. Here's the email. We need as many of our legislators signing on to the Keeping All Students Safe Act as we can get. Um, For those of you who live in the Boston area, uh, COPA, one of the major drivers of the Keeping All Students Safe Act, the Council of Children apparent Parent Advocates and Attorneys, or Attorneys and Advocates, is having a conference in Boston uh, later this week, I believe, because I know I'm speaking at it on both Friday and Saturday. And the issue of restraint and seclusion will be one that we are talking about quite a bit. So... Um, C-O-P-A-A is the name of the organization, and you can probably find information about the conference at C-O-P-A-A dot Now to the email, and this may be the only one we get to today. We'll find out. (laughs) This one says, my son does not want to play soccer at recess and tries to get the kids to change to a game he can have more control over. His teacher says, my son is too bossy and is alienating other children. My son says that he is lonely and wants to be involved with the other children but hates soccer. We have tried different plan B options to supplement the soccer, which has been being a cheerleader instead of playing, reading a book, and befriending another child who is also alone and might enjoy company. He is a month away from 12 years old, and many of the other kids have grown faster in all ways than he has. Aside from working on Alatine Alanon concepts of not controlling others, what other ideas might we consider for recess? Am I missing something that stands out for you? Thank you for writing The Explosive Child, which helps me feel compassion and empathy for all of us. All right. Let's see if we can help this mom out. Do you want to start, or do you want me to?
1: <laughs> oh, recess is tough. <laughs> recess is a tough place when you're a kid who doesn't quite feel like you're in the right place with the other kids in your class um And it may be in listening to the suggestions that the parent listed, the other suggestions that they've made, those may all be things that is beyond what your son is capable of doing on his own um, when he's out there in the middle of recess. Um, So, (laughs) my, <laughs> I'm channeling you, Dr. Green, because my, my response is return to the model. You've got to drill down with him in that conversation, you know, figure out what is holding him back beyond he doesn't like soccer. Um, because the solution that's going to work for him is going to be one that he feels capable of putting into practice And my guess is that the things that were listed are all things that he doesn't have a comfort level to go out and do on his own yet.
2: Well, and here's what's interesting. Those are my initial thoughts. Mm -hmm. My initial thought is that I agree, recess is a tough place for some kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's what's interesting. Um, Even if we didn't drill further, and I agree that more information is needed um here's if we if we wanted to just with the information we have we know that the son is lonely and wants to be involved with the other children but hates soccer let's say that was all there was to it with the kids concerns let's say the teacher's concern is that the the son is being too bossy and it's alienating other children. <laughs> My bet is that there's more to both <laughs> sets of concerns than that. But let's just say
1: yes.
2: that that's all there is to it, right? So number one, let's find out what more there is to it by drilling further to um, really cement the concerns of both parties. What I'm looking at is the solutions, and what I'm often um, think, uh, often doing When I hear a solution, and there are three of them that we've been given here, um, do they address the concerns of both parties? Because if a solution is not working, pretty good chance, excellent chance that it wasn't as realistic as we thought it was. It wasn't as mutually satisfactory as we thought it was, I'm emphasizing that part, Uh, and or it didn't address concerns that we don't know about yet. So let's work backwards here. Let's start with the solution that we've got here and move back to think about what the concerns of both parties were. Uh, He could be a cheerleader instead of playing. Um, Does that truly address the boy's concern that he's lonely and wants to be involved with other children and hates soccer? Well, it it would address the hate soccer part Because if he's cheerleading instead of playing, then he's not playing soccer. But I don't know if it addresses (laughs) his other
1: concerns. But he's still cheering for soccer, which he might not want to (laughs) do.
2: We we don't know. Right. So um, reading a book feels to me like the one that uh, addresses the least concerns, especially the part about him being lonely and wanting to be involved with other children. So I'm not too sure about reading a book. And then – the sending another child who is also alone and might enjoy company does involve him with other children, perhaps perhaps addresses lonely. I'm not positive how reliable it is that there is another child who is alone and might enjoy company. So all I'm doing here is saying, does do the solutions that have been arrived at truly address the concerns of both parties? And... Uh, My um, my, uh, quick response is, maybe not. And so let's go back. And first of all, let's go back and see if there are other concerns. But number two, let's make absolutely certain that the solution that we're coming up with truly addresses all of the concerns in a way that's realistic and mutually satisfactory. Um, So, I don't know how much Alateen, al concepts of not controlling others are going to help this boy be less lonely, be involved with other children, but hating soccer. I just don't see those as being connected. The solutions have to address the concerns that we've heard about, and we just need to make sure that there aren't more that we haven't heard about. Any further thoughts on that one?
1: Um, the, The only other thing that I would add is that if, you know, perhaps the teachers could offer some better insight into what other options might be available at recess as well, because it's all fine and good to come up with a solution that works for the kid and that helps them be less lonely and isn't all about soccer. But if it's something that the school can't put in place, then that's an important thing to keep in mind as well. Sometimes we as parents come up with very good ideas and then the school is not really able to help (laughs) because they don't have the capacity, so.
2: There you have it. Um, Now here's the bad news. The other one that I had selected for today is way too long. We're not gonna be able to cover that one. Let me see if there are any, are going to be shorter. Uh, All right, let's do this one. Uh, This is from an educator. Good morning, I work as a K-5 behavior specialist in my district in Colorado. I worked extensively with a second grader last year, and he has come so far. He's been doing really well this year academically. However, his classroom teacher reached out to me because he continues to struggle with respect. He frequently will roll his eyes and mimic his teacher. He is a leader in the classroom, which actually might be more negative than positive. Many students are afraid of him due to past aggressive behavior. He is rewarded for his behavior by his classmates, Like many 9- to 10-year-olds, he thrives on attention. I advise the teacher to have a conversation with class, bringing to mind their PBIS agreement. I will also advise her to ask him what's up. I'm wondering if you have any other suggestions. We would really like to see him learn to use leadership skills, used in a positive way, before he goes to middle school. Once in middle school, our concern is it will be easy for him to connect with and potentially become involved with gang activity, Based on some of its past, thank you in advance for any advice. So we have five minutes to tackle this one. Um, and here are my thoughts on it. Um, eye rolling and respect is is actually a concerning disrespect. Is actually a concerning behavior, and rolling his eyes and mimicking his teacher are more specific concerning behaviors, but disrespect is a concerning behavior. And believe it or not, we never work on disrespect in this model because it's a concerning behavior. What we would look for are the unsolved problems that are causing this student to roll his eyes and mimic his teacher. We need to be more specific about the expectations the student is having difficulty meeting that are causing the disrespect. And by the way, this is why, even though... um, This is not an educator podcast. It's just as relevant to parents because parents want to know what to do with disrespect as well. Uh, Disrespect in the concerning behavior. It's caused by expectations a kid is having difficulty meeting, just like any other concerning behavior. Rolling eyes and mimicking a teacher are more specific concerning behaviors that many people would interpret as being disrespectful. Um, But we're missing information. And... um, You know, the whole rewarded by his classmates part of being disrespectful wouldn't even be there. I don't think that's what's, quote, unquote, maintaining the behavior. I think there are problems that need to be solved. And I don't want to be casual about asking what's up. We need specific unsolved problems that we feel are contributing to this student rolling his eyes and mimicking his teachers. And we need a formal process. And in which we're actually trying to solve these problems with this student. Um, I'd get rid of the whole thing about the um, uh, behavior being rewarded by his classmates. I think that once we find out what the problem is, once we solve it, the kid isn't going to be disrespectful anymore. And that's what we rely on in this model when it comes to disrespect. But that's what we rely on in this model for any concerning behavior. Concerning behavior will subside once the problem is solved. Jen, I bet you have thoughts along those lines.
1: <laughs> well, I just I, I was listening to the email and listening to you and thinking back to when we first started using CPS in our house, and you know we talked a lot about behavior before that, uh, and. I often described my son as disrespectful, um, and it was amazing to me. There are parts of of Plan B that start to feel a little magic, um, they, it, and it doesn't happen quickly. And I, I tell people this all the time, you know, it's going to take longer than you think <laughs> because people want it to happen really fast. It's going to take longer than you think. And it's going to be harder than you think when you start. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the better results you get, the more you do it. And there were a couple moments that truly felt like magic here in our house where all of a sudden I would realize, oh, wow, in the past this would have brought on this terrible negative reaction, and now – We're in this place where something really positive and good came out of that conversation. Um, So it doesn't feel like you're working on the right thing sometimes, but then the results show you that you are. And it does kind of feel like magic sometimes.
2: (laughs) Um, Sometimes it is magical, which is what a lot of us (laughs) love about this model, yes. It's evidence-based. Yes, there are three steps to Plan B, um, but there's a lot going on in Plan B that can be magical, especially relationship building, communication enhancing, and those very human moments that come when we actually take the time to listen to each other. Yes. On that note, once again, an abbreviated program today. I apologize for that, but Jen, as always, thank you. We're going to call it a day for today. Happy to be here. We'll be back next
1: month. Thank you.
0: With the lucky lands, you can get lucky just about anywhere.